2: Good afternoon and welcome to the Inspired Choices Network. You are listening to Financially Speaking and I'm your host, Kathy Cook-Noble, and we get together every Monday and talk about something financial. And for those of you who are tuning in for the first time, welcome and join us in the chat room if you'd like, if you have questions. Uh, Tonight we have a special guest, so you'll be able to talk to him live if you want uh, for those of you who have been here before, welcome back. And you know that what we do here is we break down a financial topic uh, or some kind of money question that anyone has, and we make it in very plain language so that everybody understands it. At least that's our intention. And what we do is I take the topics from people who I either see in my practice during the day, in, either as a financial advisor or a bookkeeper and or at family events i get i get asked questions from family members and friends and those are where the show topics come from so if there's something that is on your mind or uh, on your confusion and you want to have it sorted out send it in and we will talk about it and we will we will make it something that you can understand and that's really what we do here at the inspired choices network is we take uh, the entire part of our lives not just the financial part I mean obviously um, that's the part that I focus on and I think everything leads to finances but uh, the reality is it all works together and together at the network we work and together we work on ourselves and if there's something that you need some support with then I would suggest you plug yourself into one of the shows if it's something you need help with relationships or training your pets or children or jobs or owning your own company or entrepreneurship there is lots of great support here on the network and the hosts are very accessible so you you can actually ask them a question and they will get back to you so feel free to check in with them and ask them any questions you have so every so often, I get to have some pretty exciting guests on. And tonight, somebody that, uh, for those of you who know me, you know that the guests that I have on are, are always really important in terms of what they bring, bring to you to provide insight for. And sometimes I have people on that I know really well, and sometimes it's people that i just always wanted to have on because they have some great insight and I was able to talk them into coming on the show. Um, and tonight I have somebody who has become a very good friend, because he has been a very important part. So for people who either have read my book, all ladies should use the F word under uh, guide to your finances, or anybody who knows me uh, knows that life is not always a straight line. And I know that's not the case for everybody. And there was a time when it's it was less than fun for me and Bruce is the person who actually made the biggest impact to help me. And it's funny because I'm, I'm okay with math. I'm okay with reading financial statements, but the part I needed help on is the part that Bruce is an absolute genius with. And that's mindset. And I've talked on the show before about, uh, how important it is what you say and, and, uh, people you surround yourself with and the the conversations you have with yourself. I have learned so much of that from Bruce. So tonight I'm actually, I feel like the Wizard of Oz where I'm pulling back the curtain and you're about to see who the Oz is because this is the guy who is behind helping me with a a whole lot of stuff for a whole lot of years. So tonight I'm going to introduce somebody very important and that's Bruce Crookshank. Bruce He is um, an inspiration and I encourage you take advantage of this because you are in for a treat. Uh, Inch by inch, it becomes a cinch. That's Bruce. And he talks about um, all kinds of parts of your life that matter. And why does Bruce do what he does? Um, He believes that every person has greatness within and he can perform and that people can perform at an exceptional level once they understand how to self-manage their own performance. And Bruce's purpose is to help each and every person find their greatness within so that they can have a successful career and provide for their families while significantly contributing to the success of their business. And they partner that he partners with uh, over the last 35 years. Bruce's work has given him the opportunity to personally work with salespeople, sales managers, senior sales executives, C-suite executives, and business owners to find their greatness within, and I'll say me too, uh, working with them. Bruce is an entrepreneur. He's a trainer, a speaker, and absolutely a results-driven business coach with 30-plus years of experience in the corporate world and the private world, with 30 over 30 years of diverse and high-level business experience, Bruce is a master at helping businesses define and implement a performance culture that transcends all area of the business. A passionate and committed entrepreneur, trainer, speaker, and business coach, Bruce's greatest asset is holding people accountable so they can achieve the results they want to achieve. And I will be the first one to tell you that is 100% true. He is... So fantastic at accountability and keeping you on track, and and I know there's an awful lot of stuff out there in programs and people and a lot of stuff they sell and and tell you they can do. And we've all had them where you know they promise and they never deliver. Bruce is the under promise over deliver guy, and uh, I'm so excited to have you here tonight. Welcome to the show,
0: Bruce. Thank you, Kathy. Thank for thank you for having me on, and uh, thank you for your generous and very very kind words. Um you're absolutely right. I love I love to help people find their greatness within um and get to the top of the mountain. And a big part of that is, you know, holding holding people accountable until they can learn how to hold themselves accountable. And once they can hold themselves accountable, then you just step back and, and you watch that greatness fly and that's uh that's what I love to do. So thank you for having me on.
2: I'm I'm super excited you're here and I should share for those that are joining us, um, I'm in Ontario and Bruce is out on the West Coast in BC and he's. Uh, we've got some time. He's, he's amazing at time balancing and and uh, traveling through time, I like to think. <laughs> so <laughs> we have Bruce here tonight um, at our time on uh, live on Financially Speaking. And if you can't watch the whole show or if for whatever reason you're tuning in on our podcast version, then we are podcast on over 6,000 platforms and you will be able to read in our chat room, on our website, how to get a hold of Bruce as well. So fear not, uh, if you aren't live, you can definitely still get a hold of Bruce. Uh, so Bruce, tell everyone a little bit about uh, how you got started and,
0: and what you're doing in your practice. Uh, I had an amazing opportunity. I, um, I came out of university um, and I absolutely fell into an opportunity that I didn't realize the value of the opportunity that I had when I first started. Uh, started with a company uh, at the time, while they still are today, they're called Transcontinental Printing. Um, and literally through uh, a unique situation, I won't even call it unique, through almost like an oddball situation, uh, Montreal, um, Transcontinental Printing was a co- regional cold set printer in Montreal. Um, they were doing about $45 million in sales And one of their largest uh, company customers uh, had to move about 50% of their print run to Toronto in order to meet their, um, I'll say, shipping requirements. And so the publisher uh, went to the owner of the business and said, unfortunately, I've got to take about 50% of your print run, which was about four and a half, five million copies of this one particular print, and move it to Toronto in order for them to meet their new shipping deadlines. Um, And Remy Marcoux, who was the owner of the business at the time, an absolutely quintessential entrepreneur, uh, literally said, well, I've got a plant in Montreal, or sorry, in Toronto. And um, the publisher said, no, you don't. And he said, if you give me a week, I will have a plant in Toronto. And literally in a week, he set up a printing plant. Um, where that led, and this is a good for any business owners out there, sometimes these opportunities come along in business and you just have to go with them uh, and see where they lead. Uh, make a long story short, Remy set up a plant in Toronto within Inside of a Week, and that got him exposed to the Toronto market. And he said, oh my gosh, this is a much bigger market than, than Montreal. We need to grow this market. He hired my boss, Dennis Lompre, who was my sales manager. He hired myself, who was the loan customer service and salesperson. And Remy, being the entrepreneur that he is, truly believes in his people and gave us all the freedom for us to go do our jobs. And he said, go run with as much rope uh, as you can. Again, make a long story short. Um, we put a great sales strategy together. We took it to the marketplace. And in 10 years, we grew the business from $47 million in sales to $950 million in sales. Um, and we had a whole lot of fun doing it. Um I'd been around a lot of salespeople at that time, uh, Kathy, and I saw two different things happening I came to the conclusion that most salespeople were trained how to sell the way the Wright brothers were trained how to fly through crashes and burns. And that teaches salespeople what not to do. It doesn't teach them what to do. And I saw a lot of salespeople jumping from opportunity to opportunity, I'll say thinking that it was greener on the other side because they weren't making the income that they thought at their current location. And I always said to salespeople, it is greener on the other side. It's just tougher to chew because you got to start all over again. And so when it was time to leave that opportunity, uh, I went out and I started my own business back then, that was, I'm going to say, early 90s. Um, and I, I really hired started as a sales trainer. I was a sales trainer for about the first year or so. And then I started to realize training wouldn't stick unless you really started to implement it. That's when the whole, I'll say, performance piece came in. Um, And then business quickly, uh, I'll say more from a sales training company to a sales performance company, to a sales performance management company, to a performance management company where I started working with CEOs and C-suites all over North America, really putting in a culture of high performance. And much like you said, a big part of that is mindset and a big part of that is accountability. Um, And then I'm going to say about 15 years ago when I came out here, um, started to transition away from the corporate world. Uh, because I wanted to work more with entrepreneurs and really help them, uh, I'll say, build build their business, systematize their businesses, and grow their business. So I've been doing that with entrepreneurs, I'll say, for the last 15 years. Yeah, that's awesome. Um,
2: Bruce, how did you get to the point, I know with all your training as well, but how did you get to the point where where you believe that everyone has a greatness within them? Because you, you do say that, you, you walk the walk, you talk the talk, um, how did you get to the point where you just believe that that's true of everybody?
0: Uh, I'll say really two ways, uh, Kathy. One, working, working with a number of people, working with a number of people and just seeing as they started to believe in themselves more, as their confidence started to grow, Uh, as their, I'll say, belief in their own abilities started to grow, um, there literally was no end to it. Um, And then on myself personally, as as I started to do that with my own self and literally started to, what I'll say, stretch my mind. um, Because if you want to have, for argument's sake, a million dollar business, well, you got to have a million dollar mindset first before you can have a million dollar business. It doesn't go the other way around. A lot of people say, I want a million dollar, I'll say business. And then, give me the million dollar mindset. It doesn't work that way. And so even doing that work myself while doing it with other people, I came to the realization, the mind will always stretch. The mind will always stretch. There's, there's never a point where your mind's going to break and your mind will always stretch. And as you continually stretch the mind, well, again, your your self-awareness goes to a whole different level. Your clarity goes to a whole different level. Your self-belief goes to a whole different level. Your confidence goes to a whole different level. And ultimately, you take that one step forward towards your greatness. And it is an ongoing process. And everybody has that within them as well, too. The other thing that I learned that I'll say to capsulate that is I got to a point with my mind to where I could actually... What I'll say, quiet my mind down. And the moment that I could quiet my mind down, then I listened to my heart. And we're meant to be heart led. We're not meant to be mind led. A lot of us go through some sort of what I'll say, a disconnect between the head and the heart at some point during our upbringing, whether that be young or adolescence, to where we literally start listening to the heart. And when I got back in touch with my heart and started truly listening to what was on my heart in terms of what to do and why to do it in my life. Um that's when I really came to the conclusion everybody was born for greatness everybody does have greatness within them in some unique way and, and you really almost owe it to yourself to go on that journey to discover it because it's a magical journey that will just change your life forever um and so when when I came to those kind of conclusions it was time to sit down and what I'll say write my life mission um, and that was literally my life mission was to be a lightning rod, a personal development to have every, to help everybody find their greatness within. That's awesome. Um,
2: and, and and from my experience, Bruce, you do it so well. So Thank it's you. it's so nice to have you here um, to share that with a lot of people who who I know really need to hear that. And uh, every day they need to hear it. But sometimes uh, we just hit them at the right time when you know, right place, right time, right? The universe, (laughs) as you said before, um, we're up to our first break of the night. So we are going to take our first break. We do have Bruce Crookshank with us all night for the show. Um, for those of you who are interested in, in leaving messages for him or getting a hold of him, uh, we usually, uh, Uh, and I will definitely, Bruce, get you to share your information when we come back from the break so that we have that, people can get a hold of you. Um, So don't go anywhere. You are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. I am your host, Kathy Cook-Noble, and our special guest tonight is Bruce Crookshank. We'll be right back.
1: Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Financially Speaking Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program.
2: Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network, and I'm your host, Kathy Cook-Noble, and our special guest tonight is Bruce Crookshank, and we just started our conversation with him, and uh, I frankly have so many questions that I don't think we have enough time, so we might have to get them back, but... Uh, Uh, I, I wanted to start with Bruce when, um, you got started with your business and that, um, what were some of the things that you found, uh, didn't work for you that you learned from, uh, that you are finding are common with a lot of entrepreneurs? Uh,
0: I think, I think first and foremost, one thing that a lot of entrepreneurs try to do or attempt to do, which they should not do is try to be everything and anything to all people. Um, the more that you can specialize and then cooperate with people in your specialization, the more successful you're going to be, the more you're going to get known in the marketplace Um, because ultimately you can't just be anything and everything for all people. Again, mine was sales training uh, and I was literally running all over the place uh, trying to serve everybody. And quite frankly, when you try to serve everybody, you're really not serving anybody. Well, you're serving a lot of people, but not very well. Once I started to understand that and really get specific on you know, what my offering was, what my ideal client looked like, and really stayed to that, I'll say, knitting, uh, that's when the business really took off and really became successful. Awesome. Uh, and and I, I see that a lot
2: on our bookkeeping side where people go into business and because, for example, they're a you know, good uh, automotive tech and they're going to run their own shop but they don't know anything about uh, employment law or hiring or marketing or bookkeeping. And it just becomes really overwhelming for them. So uh, I see a lot of that um, every day actually. And then the overwhelming panic calls that you get because they're into an area that that they don't really know. So uh, I think it's important for them to have somebody like you where they can call, and it's not not even just for the accountability cuz we'll talk about that and, and and how very good you are with it but also for the uh, the coaching part, portion of it to to help them figure out what they're really good at and how to spread some of the stuff that needs to get done somewhere else so that they're not caught up doing all of it um, absolutely so I, the other yeah.
0: the other thing I'll say just to add to that too Kathy again you're going to start your own business while you're the business owner you really need to lead not only the business, you need to lead the people too, which means you don't have to be a subject matter expert in everything in the business. You do have to be a good leader. And so you lead your people and let them help you build the business. A lot of entrepreneurs almost have a feeling like they've got to come up with all the answers. They've got to do everything on their own. They always have to have the solution. And in reality, they don't. So stop trying to pretend like you do And start leaning on your people for those kinds of responses. And you'll get them uh, if you provide good leadership for them. Good leadership is so critical and it is so lacking in what I'll say our business community today and quite frankly, in our community, that if you truly lead and inspire your people, they will literally walk through fire for you because they want to see you successful. And so as a business owner, start leading and start asking for help. Exactly. That's very good advice.
2: Uh, Bruce, I know you talk a lot about living your life on purpose. So for people who haven't seen you before, um, Bruce does talk about living a, a life on purpose. What does that mean? Uh, how, how do you, when you say live your life on purpose?
0: Why well, it's exactly that in the sense that it is a purpose, it is a purpose driven life where we get up each and every day feeling on purpose with what we're doing. Um, It's very intentional. And in order to lead a non-purpose life, you have to be intentional with what you're doing. Um, And so what that ultimately means is you've got to make choices. Uh, And again, we all have, again, greatness within. I truly believe that. We have greatness within in a certain area. We don't have greatness within in a whole lot of area. Okay. We've got greatness within in a, a particular area. And if we're saying yes to everything and we're trying to do everything, then our greatness gets watered down, our effectiveness gets watered down. And it's very hard to lead an on-purpose life that way. And so by leading an on-purpose life, you're really starting to say, what am I meant to do? And based on what I'm meant to do, then what's the journey that I'm going to go on? And how am I going to go on that journey to serve other people? Because ultimately, leading an on-purpose life is about helping and serving other people because you're helping and serving other people, you feel on purpose. Again, Kathy, it goes to that connection between the head and the heart, where if we're so busy doing things, and our mind is racing so much, and the conversation in our mind is so noisy, so rampant, so sometimes negative, so overwhelming, we won't listen to the heart. Because here's the thing about the heart, the heart at best whispers. Like even just for everybody listening right now, I want you to get what I call the distinction between listening to your mind and listening to your head or sorry, listening to your heart in terms of how to describe it. Most people, when I work with them and I ask them to describe the conversation in their mind, they talk about it being loud. They talk about it being fast paced. They talk about it being confusing. They talk about it being overwhelming. They talk about it being scattered at times. Um, They talk about it being negative from that point of view, okay? When I do get them to, what I'll say, really get in touch and listen to their heart and describe what does that sound like? What does that conversation look like? What words would you use to describe it? They go quiet, calm, confident, matter of fact, very few words, because that's how the heart speaks. The heart says, Kathy, you should do that. Kathy, you shouldn't do that. Kathy, that's a good idea. Kathy, you're meant to do this. And it's, very, it's a very soft voice. It's a very quiet voice. It's a very calming voice. It's a very relaxing voice, but it, it, it at best whispers. And if we cannot quiet down our mind, well, then we can't hear what's on our heart, okay? Our heart was really meant, even, even if you think about it back when we were quote unquote in our mother's womb, okay? It was our heart that physiologically was forming first before our mind, before our brain. And even from that point of view, the heart has 60 times the energy that the mind has. 60 times. If our mind is always We are literally cutting ourselves off from that 60 times energy of what I'll say life source. When you quiet down the heart and you really get in touch with the heart and the heart starts to answer two questions for you that it was meant to answer what to do in your life, and why to do it. When the heart starts to lead you in that direction, it literally is putting that intention into your life to go live an on-purpose, intentional life. And once you start to do that enough times by learning how to quiet down your mind, now we're back into where we were when we were two and three years old. When we were two or three years old, we were heart-led. You know, we didn't sit there and say, oh, this walking stuff's not for me. Or, you know, I'm, I, I'm, I'm afraid of going to the park and playing. We just went and did it because we were heart led. So when you get back in touch with that, all that energy comes back and it really directs you to what what you should be doing with your life and why you should be doing it. Then the mind kicks in to go how to go do that. OK, the other piece to that, though, is if you're going to lead a very intentional on purpose life. Then you need to say no to the things that are taking you away from that. And that's 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 difficult to do in the beginning because so many of us say yes to everything or want to say yes to everything, or that we treat everything in our life of what I'll say equal importance when it's not. Okay. 80% of, of the results that you're going to produce in your life really comes from 20% of the things you do. Getting intentional. Is really focusing on that 20% that's going to deliver you the 80% and getting rid of the 80% that really isn't going to produce much for you. So I like to say, this is where I always say, you know, less done well is better than more done poorly. So if you want to go on, I'll say, an intentional um, discovery of an on purpose life, you have to get in touch with the pursuit of less. And you have to make good conscious choices about yourself as to what I like to say, what are you going to go big on? Or what are you going to go deep in as opposed to trying to go, quote unquote, with everything? Because everything doesn't work.
2: Bruce, I I, uh, 100% agree. And uh, I know from talking to other business owners and entrepreneurs, and, and honestly, for myself, I think that's one of the hardest things to do is to say no to stuff and to sometimes know what to say no to cuz you always have that and i know a lot of people live with that fear of missing out and they're thinking well i need to do every single thing i need to have all these events i need to go to every networking event i need to join every group and and all that stuff because what if there's something there that could really make the difference what do you say to people like that that because there's so many of us and so and, and it's a lot of work and and I I practice every day the stuff you've taught me I really do <laughs> and I write in my my uh yeah, day timer yeah. all the yeah, stuff yeah. that you gave me so how do you how do you tell
0: people to deal with that well first of all it's like anything else let's become aware of it okay the first step to any kind of change the first step to any kind of evolution uh, is awareness okay And the majority of us, all of us, quite frankly, are literally running around, being run by our subconscious mind. Our subconscious mind starts to get developed literally from when we are like about six months old, right up to about seven years old, okay? And that gets implanted in our our brain, in our subconscious, much like we would download software onto a hard drive. And it's just, there it is, it's done, okay? So first of all, let's understand how it gets downloaded, okay? Okay. Take the average child in North America right now that's five years old, Kathy. How many times do you believe by the time they're five years old, do they hear the word yes? Probably not a lot. <laughs> about 5,000 5, times. About 5,000 times. Literally, literally, for most children in North America, by the time they're five years old, they hear the word yes about 5,000 times. Guess how many times they hear the word no? Oh, a million It's not quite that high, but it's about 40,000 times, okay? So it's a ratio of about eight to one, meaning we're hearing no eight times by the time we're five years old to every time we're hearing yes, okay? And that's implanted in our subconscious for, for quote unquote life once we hit about seven years old. It's literally there for life until we become adults to say, you know what? This program we got isn't working for us. And we need to quote unquote deprogram the computer and reprogram it. And by hearing no so many times, we grow up hating the word no. So guess what we say a whole lot of times? Yes, we say yes to everything because we don't like no. And the things that we're saying yes to, we should probably be saying no to. And the things that we're saying, I'll say no to, we're not saying enough. And so it's about learning how to, when to say yes, when to say no, and how to say no. And quite frankly, we should be saying no a whole lot more times to things that are really just taking us away from our purpose, taking away from, you know, the things that we do the best, things that we love the best, things that make us feel on purpose. We all have a series of of gifts that we were born with. We all have a series of talents that we were born with. We were born with those for a reason and between our talents and our gifts, they allow us to do some incredible things at an incredible level, even though it may feel like you're, uh, I'll say, or even though we are working hard, it doesn't feel like we're working hard. This is where I like to use the analogy where we see these five-year-olds come on AGT and play a violin like they've been playing for 25 years or sing a song like Celine Dion, uh, like they've been singing for, you know, 20 years kind of thing. It's because, they haven't built up their humanness around them that is blocking these gifts and blocking these, what I'll say, talents from just coming out. Um, if we don't really understand these at a young age, well, then our humanness builds walls around them. The gifts and talents are always wanting to come out, but if we've built up the wall, then they're, we're not allowing them to come out. And if we're not consciously aware of this, We will say yes to a whole lot of things that actually take us in opposite directions from where our gifts and talents are, as opposed to saying, No, I'm not going to go do that because that's not what I was supposed to do because that's not where my gifts and talents are. And that's not what my heart's telling me to do. And I'm going to go do this because that's what my heart's telling me to do. And that's because where my gifts and my talents reside. And so I'm going to go do that. And so it really is, first of all, becoming aware of you know, what your programming was, how to start to de, what I'll say, frag your old program, reprogram your new program um, through literally intentional work. Uh, If you can think about it, it's taking the subconscious into the conscious, to your point, what we talked about, you know, writing out every day what you want to do, what your declarations are, things of that nature, until it becomes now part of the new subconscious. And away you go. Oh, that's awesome. Um, Bruce, I can't believe we're up to another break
2: already, but <laughs> it looks like we're going to we have a second break tonight. So uh, don't go anywhere. We have Bruce all for the rest of the show. Uh, and it goes so fast, and I just, I get lost just listening to you, so uh, I, I'm like, oh yeah, right, I'm part of the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not in class anymore, I'm going to talk back.
0: There you go, absolutely, so, please do. Uh,
2: no, this is great, and I'm, I am always so excited to talk to you, so don't go anywhere. You are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. I'm your host, Kathy Cook-Noble, and our special guest is Bruce Crookshank. We will be right back.
1: Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Money is complicated, right? Actually, no, it's not. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is the Financially Speaking Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program.
2: Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. I am your host, Kathy Cook-Noble. And with me tonight is Bruce Crookshank. And he is sharing a lot of a lot of information and a lot of wisdom that I truly believe we all need to hear. And today, if you're listening, is the day that you need to hear it. And when you hear it on the podcast, you will be hearing it for the day that you need to hear it. because. Uh, I know Bruce has told me in the past that you're exactly where you're supposed to be and the universe has put you with the people and in the places that you're supposed to be right now. And one of those things is listening to Bruce share on how you can become not just a better person and a better entrepreneur, but to live your life on purpose, like we talked about. Uh, Now, Bruce, people might not know this, but, um, and I know they want to know why or how, that you are actually retired, but you work six days a week, eight months out of the year. So how and why does this happen?
0: (laughs) Well, (laughs) one, we were never, we were never, I always used to say to my children, we're, we're meant to wear out. We're not meant to rust out. Uh, And literally we're not meant to retire. That's just not how we're built. I'll say the whole concept of Freedom 55, if you want to call it that, really came out of uh, Germany um, after World War One, where they were saying, because they were wanting to make space for the up and coming generations. And they were literally saying to their older generations, you know, we need you to retire so that we can have jobs for the younger generations. And then it came over to North America and it got popularized. Um, retirement is really whatever you want to make of it from that perspective. Okay. Uh, and retirement, from my definition, is simply about you know, freedom of choice and what I want to do. I love doing what I do. I love serving business owners. I love helping people with mindset. I love to serve people. Uh, and so my definition of retirement, because all my children are, are all adults now, was really, I'm going to keep doing what I do six days a week. Uh, my Sunday is my day of rest. I call it my three R days. I rest, I reflect, and I relax. Uh, and and we even need that as a bo- as, as, as a personal body, we need to give ourselves time to relax. We need to give ourselves time to rest. We need to give ourselves time to reflect. If we're always go, 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 go from that point of view, we're going to burn out. So even though that I do, I'll say work six days a week, um, I get appropriate amount of sleep. I take care of myself. I work out every day. Uh, Even just my morning routine, which is from four o'clock every morning till eight o'clock every morning, that's my time. And that's my time for me again. We can be you know, super on purpose and super powerful and make great strides with people in a few hours a day. We don't have to be working 10 or 12 hours a day. Um, so anyways, Kathy, I got, I got to be 55, not that I wanted to retire 55, but I, I literally started to make that choice because, again, all of my children were now adults where I want to work six days a week. I want to take Sundays off. I want to, what I'll say, serve people. Uh, serve humanity uh, for eight months out of the year. And the other four, um, I'm going to take off and go do stuff. Um, And and one is, you know, I like to go to Hawaii for a month and relax. One, I like to go somewhere on a bucket list and tour the world, uh, certainly before COVID uh, kind of thing. Uh, The other is that um, I then want to drive somewhere in North America. I love, I love driving. I can get in a car and I can drive for 24 hours. No problem. I love driving. I love listening to music when I'm driving. So I love and We've got so many beautiful places throughout North America to go drive. Uh, and then the other is I take a month off for Christmas time and go spend Christmas with my three adult children. Outside of that, you're finding me working and helping people. Um, the other side of retirement, though, is the website comes down um, and all of the promoting of the business comes down. And now I only work with about four or five business owners at a time that are referred to me, um, and we have some amazing times, conversations, sessions together uh, to help them massively, I'll say, grow, systematize, and get their business to run without them so they have freedom, um, and when you, when you again, make those choices on purpose, and you're living an on-purpose life intentionally, they're your choices, and, and so you talked about it earlier where I'll go back to when you do that, you tap into that energy source that comes from the heart, which is 60 times, I'll say, more energy than the mind. But here's the other side of it. When you do that, now all of that energy can go into the into the mind, and your mind is the most powerful thing that you have in your human body. And when the mind gets focused on one or two things, and Kathy, you've heard me say this before, a confused mind does nothing. And a lot of times when we're so busy and we're trying to do so many things, we've got a to-do list that's this long and we believe we try to get everything done, the mind doesn't get focused. But when you focus the mind on one or two things, man, it's incredible how quickly you can move the needle on that uh, and, quite frankly, achieve greatness with it.
2: Absolutely. And uh, I, I do remember that because I am reminded of it uh, every day when things get a little bit hectic. and and. And I've had, uh, you'll, you probably will laugh Bruce. I've had people that um, in the, in the, in our organization and they'll say, oh, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. I'm so busy. I'm like, yeah, but are you efficient and are you profitable (laughs) because everyone can be busy and that's the word that they know is just, uh, it's one of those words I almost have no use for because it doesn't define anything that you're doing. It just means that you're, you're running around unfocused normally and not able to accomplish a lot. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So <laughs> I, I like to say, stop, stop being busy, being busy and start being busy, being purposeful. And I'm just and I'm just going to share one thing, Kathy, if I can, wow. with the group. Uh, Kathy and I, um, we hadn't connected in a while. And Kathy reached out to me to do this show. Um, and I was more than happy to do it. And just in correspondence back and forth with Kathy, I sent her an email giving some dates and when I could do it. And what do I get? I get this automatic email back to her going, "Um, thank you for the email. Um, I'm busy right now. I only look at my emails twice a day. If this is an urgent matter, please text me at, otherwise I'll respond to your email. And that was one thing that we absolutely talked to because people doing emails is one of the biggest time wasters. And one of the biggest, I'll say negative drags on our energy. So only check your emails. I always say once in the morning, once at night. And when I got that back from Kathy, it was like, that's Kathy implementing the program and, and kind of walking the talk for her people leading her. So congratulations yep. with that, Kathy.
2: Thanks Bruce. Uh, all you, <laughs> that was all you, uh, No, through you actually Todd, my husband, uh, he ad- was a, the early adopter of it. And, uh, was very encouraging for me to get my emails done like that too. So uh, we were, we were, I was, I will say we were good students.
0: (laughs) Well, and that's again, when, when the student's ready, a teacher will appear and, and thank you for your compliments. Again, all the coaching can do and all the teachers can do is put the ideas in front of you. You as the student, you as the business owner, you as the entrepreneur uh, have to take what I'll say that action and go put it in practice. Uh, this is where, again, I, I, it bothers me when people say knowledge is power. Knowledge is not power at all. Knowledge is simply knowledge. If you don't do anything with it, it just sits on the shelf in a book or it just sits in the back of your mind. It's actually going and taking action and implementing that knowledge into your daily routine. That's where the power is, Kathy. So as much as, yes, I gave you the ideas, I gave you the concept, the real power of it came from you putting it into your business as a daily practice. And not only that, but being a leader for all of your, I'll say in people, to give them the permission to do the same thing in their life, to do the same thing with the time wasters in their life, that it's okay to say no to time wasters. Um, Because time, that's the one thing we don't have any more of is time. And, And I always like to say, you can't manage time, time's going by. It's all about the commitments that you make and how well you manage those commitments. And that's why, again, be very aware of what you commit to, that it's leading you to an on-purpose life. It's very intentional.
2: And, and Bruce, when you, you do talk about the difference between running a business and running a practice, um, what,
0: how would you define the difference between the two? Um, and both are okay. Both are okay. As a, as I'll say a business person or a person in business, you have to make a decision though. Cause what I find is people are trying to, people are attempting to do both. They're trying to run a practice while they're running a business. Um, I, I and Kathy, you've heard me use the analogy before. It's like, they've got one foot in the dock and one, or one foot on the dock, and one foot on the boat. Okay. Well, how's that working for you besides giving you a sore groin? Because you're stretching a whole lot, but you're not really going anywhere, as opposed to putting both feet in the boat, pushing away from the dock and going on the journey. A practice is simply that. A practice is where you're running a business practice where the business itself is built around you as the practitioner in the business, meaning you take you out of the business, well, the business will stop, and therefore the business can't be sold. The client list and a few things could be sold maybe that way, but effectively you can't sell the business because nobody's going to come in and buy a business that isn't going to run without you. And so that's really what a practice is. A business is one that runs without you, that you literally systematize the business, scale the business, grow the business, put all the system structure processes in, hire the right people, train the right people, lead, manage, coach the right people. So that effectively, on any given day, you could step back from the business and the business could run. That's the difference between running a business and running a practice. Either one is fine. It's what do you want to do as the entrepreneur and what kind of lifestyle do you want as well, too? Not only what I'll say now, but in the future. And ultimately, what do you want to do with the business down the road? Here's another interesting fact too, uh, Kathy, and we talk about being intentional. Right now, walking the face of North America, 73% of all entrepreneurs are not aware that they could sell their business as a viable, tangible, what I'll say, net worth asset at some point in the future. They're just not aware of it. So they don't build the business in a way that the business can be saleable that they could even have a chance of what I'll say selling that asset. So they don't even think that way. If all of a sudden it's like, wow, maybe I could sell this business in five years, 10 years for a million dollars. They'd start to think differently about how to run the business. And it's amazing. Even in your own, I I would challenge you, Kathy, just in the next couple of weeks, as you're talking to different business owners saying, have you ever thought about selling this business and, and what could you sell it for? A lot of them would probably go, no, I haven't really spent any time thinking about that. Well, why not? You know, you can sell your house. You can sell your stocks. You know, you can sell your investments. Yeah. Why wouldn't you want to sell your business? Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah, Yeah. that's exactly right. Um, Bruce, we have a a few minutes left. And I I do want to ask you, um, for you, uh, I know you are a huge um, believer in walking the talking. You do all the things you say for other others to do. Like, for example, I know you do your journaling. I still do mine every day. Yep. Um, yep. so, uh, what's your plan for the next 30 years? Cause I know you're not slowing down. So <laughs> no, I, I, I,
0: I tell, I tell my youngest that that I got 33 years left. Um, and she, she gets upset. She goes, dad, stop saying that. But I really <laughs> believe, I really believe that I'm going to live into my mid nineties, um, kind of thing. I'm 60 right now. So I believe, you know, 93, 94 kind of thing. Um, I'm just going to keep going and helping and serving entrepreneurs uh, and quite frankly, people in large. Again, my my life mission is to be a lightning rod of personal growth and development that helps every individual find their greatness within so that they can go live their life with energy, enthusiasm, uh, confidence um, and happiness to achieve their dreams. Um, I've gotten involved in one organization right now where we're starting to do that on a very, I'll say, large scale level for the individual individual. Um, and I'm going to still do it with my business owners, uh, and I'm still going to do it from a training point of view and a mindset point of view. So I'm going to continue to speak, going to continue to train, going to continue to coach, and then work with this one uh, business to help drive it too because, again, Kathy, we get so caught up in, I'll say, some of the misnomers, like you got to be a good multitasker. Well, all multitask allows you to do is to do two things mediocrity, with mediocrity, is instead of doing them both, uh, we're one excellent one at a time. The other is, you know, work-life balance. There is no such thing as a work-life balance. Okay, you're going to obviously spend always more time at work because that's where you earn your living to take care of your family. What you're really striving for is what I call a life balance, and that means having your physical self in balance along with your financial self- imbalance along with your spiritual self- imbalance and along with your emotional self- imbalance and you want to look at building all four of those at once because when you build all four of them at once and you get into balance emotionally spiritually financially and physically man life is a whole life is a whole lot fun um, and it gives you the ability to have choices. I think that's another thing from a mindset point of view. A lot of us get caught into the mindset that I have no choice. I have to do this. This is my life. And I, I have to go do that. No, you don't. You have a choice. Start to look at what your trade-offs are and start to make the choices that lead you in the direction that you want to do. Um, So I'm going to be doing that for the next 30 years. Kathy Uh, love to come back onto the show whenever you want, love to help and serve your people as much as you'd like to have me there. Um, I still get up every day at four o'clock, uh, in the morning. I do my workout routine. I do my prayer routine. I've got my morning routine. Um, I, I, I'll say three things. Just one, I, I commit to doing a random act of kindness each and every day for somebody that's completely random. Cause I think kindness is one of the, one of the best things we can ever do. You're going to be kind to somebody else. You can do it completely anonymously and you still get benefit from it. And there is documented cases of one act of kindness, literally changing somebody's life forever. So I, I commit to doing one act of kindness, at least one act of kindness every day. I commit to complimenting at least one person every day. And I commit to saying thank you to at least one person every day. Um, and even if we start there, Kathy, we talked about it, inch by inch it becomes a cinch. You know, Stop trying to make these massive changes in our life all at once, it doesn't work start with one small little change, inch by inch, and it will become a cinch. Why? Because your self-belief will grow, your confidence will grow, your tenacity will grow, your accountability to yourself will grow. And you'll just be so invested in yourself that you're not going to let yourself down. A lot of us let ourselves down. Why? Because we haven't invested in ourselves. Um, And I always say this, Kathy, too. You get in life what you believe, not what you want. So whatever journey you're going to start on, start with what you believe, not where you want. A lot of us, again, start with what we want. We don't get what we want. And then we give up on it as opposed to starting with where you believe. Because if you start with where you believe, however small, you will achieve it. You will receive it. And that will just give you the power to go do it again.
2: Bruce, we have about two
0: minutes left. How do people get a hold of you that are out there that want to talk to you? Uh, two ways. One, send me an email. Okay, R Bruce at eKcommunications.com. Again, I'll give it to you again. R Bruce. So that's R B R U uh, C E. My first name was Robert. My second name was Bruce. I have no idea why my parents called me by Bruce, but they did. But R Bruce, uh, Robert the Bruce after the Scottish King, uh, was always told that way. So that's why the R Bruce, and that at E as my son's name, Eric, and K, my daughter's name, Kaisa communications with an s.com the other kathy is if they want to what i'll say either email the radio show or email yourself and then you can just forward it along uh happy to answer any and all of those as well too perfect that's awesome and i do encourage
2: people to get a hold of me or get a hold of bruce directly if they want to uh book some time with him or if they want to uh Talk to him about booking him uh, for speaking engagements or other events. Uh, Bruce, I can't thank you enough for coming on tonight. You are welcome anytime to come on for any length of time that you want to come on. Uh, you're one of the few people I would give a blanket invitation to because Burberry, I, I, <laughs> I do. I always learn so much and 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 I truly, truly can't tell you how grateful I am for the time that we spent together because it helped me in the worst possible time. So um, just wanted to say thank you. I never, I don't think I ever really got a chance to thank you for all your help. And it was huge. So thank you very much. Wow. Uh,
0: okay. Thank you,
2: Kathy.
1: Me. That's very kind of you.
2: Join us again on Financially Speaking
1: and we will have Thank back. you for choosing to listen to Financially Speaking Radio Show. Kathy Cook-Noble will return next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspireChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by making the choices that bring you all that you desire.